The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's time for the Pick Show, Week 9 Best Bets. Reminder that we are doing a midseason mailbag type thing. So if you want to leave a five-star review uh, and tell us something, I don't know, ask any question, we will answer it on the mailbag. Uh, this is the White and Tan Show as well. RJ White, Kenny White, and Pete Prisco joining me. What's going on, fellas? What's up? Hey, doing? Look pretty tan. I don't know. I look pretty tan in this this shot right here. Bar tan. Yeah. I'm, yeah. You're tanner than I am. I haven't been I in the sun in God it? knows when. We haven't seen the sun in South Florida in probably about four weeks. <laughs> really? Right, RJ? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a tropical storm this week. So, uh, boy, just never ends. Ooh, a tropical storm. It's oh, fun. Cold. It's cold here now. It's not a. Uh... Sort of like my picks this week. I went two and six. <laughs> is that two and six? I thought it was like two and four. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, two bad beats, as I pointed out before the show. The, the Chargers have to cover and the, um, the under in the Bears game. I mean, that's, that should have been a lock the whole time. And that game ended up going to overtime. Pete, uh, changed some stuff around and went four and two to remain hot. Uh, Kenny and RJ both three and four. So sort of a predictable turn. After we bragged about going 22. What and, about the parlay? It probably went rotten too, right? The parlay did go rotten. We had the Bears Saints under the 49ers. Over three. Bills, Bills Pats under. Yes. Over three. So if you faded, if you faded everything, you had a good parlay. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, maybe fading the Seahawks was a bad idea. All right. Let's get into it. By the overall records, Pete 32, 15 and one. Kenny 24, 15 and one. Brinson 30 and 21. RJ 31, 22 and one. So still doing very well in the season. Not a, it's not a catastrophe. It's a little speed bump. We're going to turn it right back around and, uh, we'll start. You guys drag me, trying to drag me into your abyss this week. <laughs> Just, like, get off of me. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm waiting for the rotten week. I'm waiting for a one and five for me. I'm just waiting for it. I mean, that's the key is you just have to dodge the. Like I do a picks league where we pick every game against the spread. You just have to dodge the three win week. Yeah. Pete, it's, Pete, it's easy though not to go one and five though. Just don't play six, just play five. Four games. That's right. Every that's, week, that's, just get five every week from here on out. Then you can never go one and five. That's good. Good point. <laughs> All right. We'll start with a big time AFC matchup. The Ravens minus two and a half at the Indianapolis Colts. The over under here 
47. Uh, Kenny, I know that you nice. talked about this on our CBS Sports HQ Pick 6 podcast show, and you've got something you like in this game. Yeah, you know, I have so many sheets going today, but I talked about scoring going down. Um, it started out the season 47 in week one, jumped up into the 50s for five straight weeks, and then 47 and a half, but then went back up to 50 and a half, back down last week to 47 and a half. And I, I think that's where scoring is going to come down. So the total is still just a little bit too high. They haven't made the adjustment back down again. Uh, looking at both these clubs, I like, you know, they're, they're right now, they're just better on the defensive end than they're on the offensive end. Lamar Jackson went from MVP, uh, to the 18th best quarterback on pro football focus. Um, the uh, Indianapolis defense has been great all year. They've been steady and consistent, uh, just not giving up yards. Baltimore's defense has been extremely solid. Uh, only one bad game, and that was against Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. So uh, this is a big game. Both teams at 5-2 and two right now. Um, I think the total is just a little bit too high. I like it under. I'm on board with everything Kenny said. I also have a best bet on under. Indy's third in DVOA overall, but they're fifth versus the run and also second in yards per rush allowed. Uh, that's how Baltimore runs the ball. As you said, Lamar Jackson's struggling. So there's still a great run offense, but if Indy can defend the run and they have, you know, all season, then that should be good on them. Baltimore also has a top five D like, like, uh, Kenny was saying. So with the strength of these D's and these teams being the under, um, Colts are also in a teaser for me at plus eight and a half. It's actually come down a little bit as we are recording. It's now one and a half everywhere. So if you're teasing it, you're still getting seven and a half, which is a good number. Um, but, uh, yeah, either way, I think the Colts probably come away with this game. I would like them if I'm just taking the points, but, um, I- I'm going to tease it up and be safe because this should be a low scoring close game. Yeah. You know, I have the Colts, uh, yesterday we did the pick show with Will and me and Brady and I, I was, I said the Ravens, but I've actually picked the Colts and, and, and I, the more I think about it, I'm with you guys on that. I, I don't think it's going to be an under. That's, that's where I'm indifferent from you guys, but, uh, I'm with you on the Colts. I, I just think that defense is pretty good, but I think Philip Rivers is starting to play really well too. Uh, I, so I'll take, I'll take the Colts as well. So there you go. Three for three. All right. Uh, I'm on the, uh, I'm on the Colts as well. I have the Colts as a best bet. Look, I mean, the only thing that consider that concerns me at the under, and I, I I like the under. I think it's a good call. I've been trying to take Colts unders for a while, and I just, I just keep getting torched on them. I wanted the Colts Lions under, it didn't work. Here is the uh, the Ravens uh, had already placed Marlon Humphrey on the COVID list when they announced yesterday that they were placing defensive back Terrell Bonds, linebacker Tyus Bowser, safety Deshaun Elliott, linebacker L.J. Ford, linebacker Malik Harrison, linebacker Matthew Judon, and linebacker linebacker Patrick Queen all on the co- reserve COVID list. Now, yeah, but some of those guys can play. Ex- right, exactly. They're probably going to play. But they're not like they're losing a lot of practice time and you know, Indianapolis has a pretty good offense. They have a good offensive line and I agree with you, Pete. Philip Rivers are playing really good football right now. But people, there's some clowns out there, some surface level clowns, you know, they're like the, you know, the, the fantasy guys, the gambling yellers. I'm not going to name any names, but they called Philip I know Rivers, a few of those guys. I know a few of those guys. They called Philip Rivers washed up. Well, who, who, who looks like a moron now? Maybe. What about my bet from the combine with JLC and JJ? Yeah. They've been giving you crap about that constantly. And Rivers. And who, who's having a better year? Rivers or Teddy? Oh, Rivers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I will take the Colts as the best bet. I don't I, have the Colts as one of my best bets, by the way. It's just, you, I like you, it. Have, you like. Do you want to take the Colts are, uh, Colts aren't a, even a play for me. I didn't, didn't play them. I, I made Baltimore one and a half and then Baltimore's coming off a loss, a game they should have won. I, I'm on the under only in the, in that game. Okay. So we can't have nothing for the parlay in this one then. Nothing for the parlay. 
I do like what RJ talked about with the tees of the Colts. I don't think the Colts. Yeah, I, I like. I would. I, I think the tees with the Colts is actually really good. I agreed with that too. Teasing up over a touchdown with a lower scoring game. So if we, like be we can't put them in a parlay though. So obviously that makes yeah. no sense. Or we could guess we could change the pick six podcast parlay to a pick six podcast teaser, but that looks sort of weak. Saints at the Bucks. The Bucks are minus four and a half in Tampa. The over under 51 and a half, Kenny. Yeah. You know, so, and so many things come down to it's going to be one player and I think he's playing Michael Thomas. I, it just makes their offense a completely different offense. It makes Drew Brees that much of a better quarterback. And I always say wide receivers are a dime a dozen, but when you got a guy like Michael Thomas, 149 receptions and only 175 targets, this guy catches everything thrown to him and he's catching 10 passes a game almost. Um, that, that type of receivers is a two point guy. And that's a big difference in this football game. I think the line is a little overinflated. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have played great. Uh, I was against them this weekend because I didn't think that um, Brady would be as sharp. And I didn't think the team would be as sharp against a, a weak giant team when they were looking ahead to this game. But I still think it's too many points at four and a half. I think this is a game that comes down to a field goal by either team. I'm not going to be shocked if the Saints win the game by a field goal. I'm not going to be shocked if the Bucks win the game by a field goal. So um, it's going to be a close one, I think. Yeah, I like both sides of this line. It's at one point Tampa D did a great job stopping a healthy New Orleans team in week one. Michael Thomas played in that game. Tampa only allowed 271 yards in that, in that game. New Orleans still won due to turnovers, but Tampa Bay's offense eventually got in rhythm. They're not making the same type of turnovers now, but Tampa Bay's defense blitzes a ton. Uh, but Breeze is second to Mahomes in passer rating when blitz since the start of 2019. So if you blitz Breeze, that's where he can be effective. Get those weapons back. They'll be more effective on offense. I agree. It'll be enough to keep it close. And I would lean Saints, even though I'm not making it a best bet. See, I'm leaning the other way. Um, I didn't make it a best bet, but uh, I don't love it. But I would lean to the Bucks. Uh, I just think that they're starting to play a little bit better on offense. I, who knows what Antonio Brown's going to bring, bring to them. But Chris uh, Godwin will be back. Uh, so I like the Bucks in the game. I, I just back-to-back road games for the Saints. I know it kind of is offset by the short week. Uh, I'll lean to the Bucks. I don't love them, but I'll lean that way. I like the Bucks in the spot. I'm making them a best bet. I know that it's a lot of points, and Michael Thomas could be back, and the Saints are a good team, and they're coming around. Their defense isn't very good. They're just not very good. And Drew Brees isn't Drew Brees. The Buccaneers are really good, and I think that that was a look-ahead spot for them against the Giants on Monday night. And I didn't, I didn't. I mean, Kenny, you talked about it on the podcast. And I didn't, I didn't pay attention enough, and so I will take the Buccaneers. I think that they can do basically whatever they want on offense. And I think that they will be able to lock down the uh, the Saints enough to win this game by a tough, full touchdown. So I will take the Buccaneers as a best bet. Panthers at Chiefs. Chiefs minus 10.5, over under 52.5. Pete, uh, some news on this. On, we record the show on Thursday. You listen to it on Friday. Chris Jones placed on the COVID reserve list. On Thursday. So we don't know what that'll mean exactly. By the way, not a great week for the NFL, just in terms of like, if you're worried about games being canceled and players missing, a lot of, a lot of COVID situations. Popping it's going to happen. True. You test yeah. every day. You're going to have positive tests. It's, it's going to continue to get worse though, as the general public now has, has more outbreaks than they've ever had. So the, the question becomes, what do you do? You're, they supposedly planned for it. That was the whole idea about expanding everything. In some situations, if there's not an outbreak and you're seeing that, they're going to play on, which they should, just like an injury. I mean, it's not the same as an injury, clearly, obviously, but you got to handle it like an injury. 
So I, I think they're going to play. I, I think that you're seeing more and more that they're going to try and play on. <laughs> but I mean, like some of these games, like the, the 49ers game, most of those guys were out because of injury, not because of COVID. Injuries are just decimating teams this year. That's part of the big problem. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Uh, back to the game. I will lay the points. Uh, even without Chris Jones, uh, I just think that the you saw last week the start of Mahomes getting back to being Mahomes. Uh, we only had seen one game of that. We saw it against the Ravens. We saw it against uh, the Jets last week. And the Jets stink. But I just think that that's who they are. They can talk all they want about their running game and getting Bell and Edwards Hilaire and everything else. But they're Mahomes' team. He will light this team up. And I, I give Panthers credit. They play better than I thought on defense this year. I just think this is a bad spot for them. Uh, they're in a bad downward trend right now, and I'll, I'll lay the points with the Chiefs. But I think this offense can keep up and, and cover. So I'm taking Panthers as a best bet at plus 10.5. I love getting Teddy as a dog, of course, 19 and 4 against the spread as a dog in his career, also 17 and 3 against the spread on the road. That, that Carolina offense is respectable. They're 12th in DVOA. They're getting C-Mac back. Uh, run CMC. I made the same mistake that Brinson has before. We're calling him C-Mac. Uh, the run game boost is key versus that poor Kansas City rush defense. That's how you beat Kansas City is running on them. Uh, so Carolina's only lost once by more than one score. That was thanks to four turnovers as long as they're not making a ton of dumb mistakes here and Teddy doesn't have a, a history of doing that, then I think they're going to get the cover. And Kansas City thrashed an awful Jets team, but they haven't been firing on all cylinders either, you know, on their side. So I like Carolina. I didn't play the game. I, I passed, but you know what? Chris Jones being out, uh, and, uh, Chris McCaffrey coming back are our pluses. Um, I would lean a little bit to, um, the Panthers. I just, you know, the Chiefs are a great team, but they're Super Bowl champs and Super Bowl champs start to, to fade a little bit in the, in the middle of the season because it's season started. We're in, we're seven and one. Great start. We're the best team in football. And then there's a little bit of a lapse and then the coach, you know, starts to turn it around. And that's not just with the Chiefs. It happens to all Super Bowl teams because the line catches up with them. And you're looking at an NFL game and 10 and a half points. That's a lot of points. And, you know, I like the stats that RJ threw out about Teddy Bridgewater. He, he can keep up on offense in this game because the Chiefs, Chiefs defense isn't a great defense. And without their best player in, if Chris Jones doesn't play, I, I think that Carolina can keep up. I agree. And I think Chris Jones is a huge deal for this, for this defense, especially against Christian McCaffrey. I don't know. I know that Jason Lockerford reported that Christian McCaffrey won't have a, um, uh, like he won't have a, like they won't pitch count. What's that? Restrictions. Is that the word you're looking for restrictions? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be, well, yeah, we won't have a play count. He won't have any restrictions. Right. Thank you. I don't know why I completely blanked on that. Uh, I probably because Brent Snedeker is currently daggering my. What would be three straight first round leaders? I've got three of the guys that are tied at three. I knew that's what this was when he Snedeker's was like, ruining uh, it. I love I knew Snedeker. He was watching golf. I knew it. <laughs> um, at any rate, the, um, the Panthers are going to keep it close. I think, I just think they will. I think, and I think the Chiefs, when you look at what they do versus certain teams against the Jets, the Jets are good against the run sneakily. Quinn Williams is playing really well. So they threw the ball a ton. They kept throwing it because they couldn't run effectively. Carolina will let you run on them. And so I, I would anticipate that. The Chiefs will run the ball and take some shots over the top. They'll score plenty of points, but I don't think they'll be able to slow Carolina down very much. I like the over in this spot. I'm, uh, and I'm going against all the things that Kenny is talking about, but I'm picking my spots here for the overs. So I'll take the over. I like, uh, I like the, the Panthers as well. If I was picking the game, I'm on, an, I'm on an island. Chief, well, you're on Mahomes Island. Could be worse. Yeah. Yeah. There's some bad things. <laughs> You could be on Nick Foles Island like I am on the next game, I think. Uh, well, Holmes Island, Island is a resort. Five star. 
Yeah, Mahal, yeah, that's right. Mahomes, yeah. Mahomes Island is like a, like a, like, like the Bahamas. Foles Island is like Alcatraz. Uh, and but you know what? You are not actually on, uh, Foles Island. I don't believe Pete. However, the Bears are at the Titans. The Titans are laying six. The over under 46 and a half. What do you think here? You know, look, there's some line injury, injury issues for the Bears up front, but the Titans don't rush the passer. And when Foles isn't rushed and he gets streaky and into a rhythm, he, he can actually play good football. I don't think he's a good quarterback, but he can get streaky at times. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for him to get streaky. And I think they're going to hang in this game because of his ability to make throws down the field. And on the other side, their defense is pretty good. And and when we think about the run game, that's what the Titans want to do. Everything is predicated off the run game. Uh, I think they'll slow down Derrick Henry. Uh, and I think this is going to be a game. It wouldn't shock me to see the Bears win it, but you're going to give me a touchdown, almost a touchdown. I'm taking it. I'll take the Bears as one of my best bets. Yeah, I, I'm completely in alignment with uh, Pete here. I also have Bears as best, but you should be able to get six and a half too, um, depending on whether the line moves. But right now it's six and a half. Um, Tennessee offense is excelling. Third in points per drive, fourth in DVOA, second in ru- and red zone success rate. But Chicago's defense is also a top unit. They're the type of team that can stop this team. They're sixth in DVOA, but number one in third down success rate and red zone success rate. So Titans, I think, are going to have trouble moving the ball on third downs and in the red zone. And Taylor Lewan's absence will be felt on that offensive line too. I mean, the team has a good pass rush and, and uh, they can go and get after Ryan Tannehill. Um, and then Tennessee's defense is awful. So yeah, the Chicago has those offensive line absences, but Clown- Clowney might miss the game. He's He's been dealing with a knee injury. Beasley got cut. So I don't know who's going to put that pressure on. I know Simmons can. I know they still have Landry. But Chicago's offense isn't good, but they should have some success in this matchup against a defense that has the highest third down percentage allowed through seven games in the last 30 years is how bad the Titans have been on third down. So they can get to 20, they can get to 24, they'll cover this game. And, uh, yeah, I love the Bears plus six. No, I'm in complete agreement with the Bears defense will slow down or shut down Tennessee's offense. The Bears defense is that good. Um, I've got them ranked sixth in the NFL right now. Uh, their offense, though, is where I'm worried about, and that's why I like the game under the total. Uh, they're a- averaging 4.5 point uh, yards per play, 4.5 yards per play over their last five games, uh, just going nowhere. And I know Tennessee's defense isn't great, but I do have them ranked 18th in the NFL, slightly below average, uh, but they should be able to slow down uh, Foles and company. And I just think this is too big of a number. Again, totals overinflated, open 46, went to 47. I only made it 42. Um, and again, it's strength versus one team strength, and it's a weakness. The Bears' offense is such a weakness against a, a weaker team, but I still think that both defenses have that advantage over the other team. So I'll take it under. Uh, I got no play here, but I would I would lean towards the Bears. I just don't think the, – I mean, the Titans the, the Titans' defense is terrible. The Bears play in one-score games in all but one of their games, and the Titans basically do the same thing. I mean, these are just two one-score teams. It's going to come down to a field goal, and if that's the case, I want the six points. Uh, so, Kenny, but you don't love the Bears, right? No. No, no, no. Uh, I have a lean to the Bears, though. I, am, I only made it four and a half. So I, I, I do have a small lean to the Bears. You want to throw it in a uh... – Yeah, throw it in a parlay. All right, Bears plus six, first leg of the parlay. Dolphins at the Cardinals. Tua Tungavailoa show on the road after his thrilling debut against the Rams at home. <laughs> I can't do it again. Uh, yeah, you did it yesterday. Don't do it again. I was joking with Pete on the podcast show. I was like, oh, the Tua show. What a phenomenal. He took down the Rams and their stingy defense with this incredible quarterback play. Uh, he's going to Arizona to play the Cardinals coming off a bye. The Cardinals are minus four and a half, Pete. The over under 48. 
number one offense against the number one scoring defense. Something has to give. And I don't think that the Dolphins have played like the number one scoring defense. They've been good and they've been better, but they're not that good. And so I think in this spot, I think Arizona, which is coming off a bye, uh, they were rolling a little bit before the bye, so it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. But I, I think they found something on offense. Murray's playing really good football. I think he's going to be a problem uh, for that Miami defense. And on the other side, Tua did nothing last week. He didn't have to, but in this game, he's going to have to. And we still don't know if he can. So that's an uncertainty there. So I'm going to lay the four and a half. Four and a half is one of my best bets with the Cardinals. Cardinals don't look like the number one offense either, though. So uh, I, I would lean to the Cardinals. Though. I mean, this is the type of spot where I would l- usually love to take the Dolphins. I think the number was too big going into it. Miami's defense looks great, but they do struggle against the run. They're 32nd in the league in DVOA and 29th in yards per rush allowed. And this is a terrible matchup for them because Arizona has a great run offense, second in yards per rush, despite only being fifth in attempts. Uh, um, the, so they run a lot, and they're still able to be efficient with it. So that's really good. Fourth in DVOA. Miami losses here to Cam, Josh Allen, and Russell Wilson. Those are the QBs that got wins on them. Kyler Murray can move. He can move as good as, if not better than some of those guys. So Miami's office did nothing last week. It's hard to know what to expect from Tua here on the road, but so I'm only making it a lean, but if I was a little more confident that Tua would struggle, I would make it a best bet. I'm going under in the game. Um, did well with the under last week, second half. When I saw this, the numbers at halftime, the Miami Ram game, I thought what, they're not even throwing it. Tua has done nothing whatsoever. And there's been defensive touchdowns and uh, takeaways and turnovers by the Rams. So I'm going to go under this week. Um, the one thing I was just looking at my numbers and RJ was talking about Arizona's run offense and it's Kyler Murray. It's not the running backs. They're right now 21st in the NFL, uh, running back yardage, 4.1 yards a rush. So not a great run game for the running backs. Miami's got to take away Kyler Murray and, 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 and take and cut his yards down. I think they can. Their defense is good. I was shocked to hear that, that Pete said number one scoring defense. There they are, 18.6. I, they're not that good. But I've got them ranked 11th in the NFL right now. And uh, Arizona, um, I keep telling you, week in and week out, this is a good defense. They are a very good defense. So uh, I'm, I'm going under in this football game. Two young quarterbacks, two above-average defenses. Here's the thing about the running backs really quick. The, the best one is not going to play. I think Drake is hurt. So Edmonds is in. Edmonds has looked way better than Drake, you know, when you watch these games. So I that agree. might also affect them that he he could have a big game here. I would – um I, I know that the running backs haven't, yeah, I think Edmonds is the key. Like he's going to unlock a lot of stuff for this offense. They needed to move, they needed to move to him sooner. And now the Kenny Drake injury allows them to do it. I do, I think the unders are a good play. I mean, Arizona, I think that the, I don't know if the books are caught up in this or they're just trying to, I don't know how they're trying to set it up, but I think they're, they want, they, they tend to give Cliff Kingsbury's air raid offense a little more uh, credence than it probably deserves. And as a result, I think you can get some value in the under. These Cardinals games just tend to go under. They run the ball a ton. They don't eat up a ton of play. They eat up a lot of play clock. I think Miami will want to be careful and slow and methodical too with Tua. They're not going to take a bunch of shots down the field. Arizona, Arizona will five, one and one to the under this year. The only game that went over was against Seattle. Yeah. And Seattle's the, maybe the best ever team in the league. So, uh, yeah, I like Arizona. I like the under and I like the, I have the Cardinals as the best bet too. I just think Miami's not going to do. Like Kingsbury's going to run the ball. If McVeigh had run the ball, he would they would have won that game. And he just gave up on it and let Jared Goff pass for some ridiculous reason. Jackson, Jackson's at Tegwars. Texans at Jaguars. The Texans are. <laughs> oh, man, I'm tired. The Texans are minus six and a half. The over under is fifty and a half. And Pete, I think that you smell some scoring. 
Well, look, they're the first team in history to give up 30 or more points in every one of their games, the Jaguars, to open or, or, or sick third team. I think they become the first team if they do it again, and they're going to do it again. Seven straight games? I mean, that's terrible. They're a terrible defense. They can't stop anybody. Uh, even though they're getting Miles Jack back in this game, they're not a good pass rushing team. I think Watson's going to throw the ball around. And then on the other side, the Texans are terrible on defense too. Jake Luton, the Jake Luton error starting tonight, this week. And I think he's going to be actually make some plays in this game. Um, but I, I can't take the Jaguars in the game. I would probably lean to the Texans in the game, but I think this thing is going way over the total. That's yeah, one of my I best bets. Over with a six round rookie, Jake Luton playing his first game. It's just garbage time. Don't know what you're going to expect there. Yeah, maybe, um, my pick here, Texans are the other part of my teaser. I, I like them uh, to tease them down to – I think it's at minus seven now, so you're probably going down to one. But in ours, we have a six and a half. So they just need to win. I'm at minus 0.5 with them and Indy plus 8.5. Houston's pass offense is great, third in net yards per attempt, 10th in DVOA. Jaguars are 32nd in both stats and a lot of other defensive stats you could find. But, yeah, you're right. Houston's D also isn't great, but, you know, he gets to face that rookie there. I think that matchup helps create turnovers where Houston has the worst turnover rate in the league on D. I think that they'll be able to get some on him if they get a little bit of pressure. I don't want to best bet a one and sixteen to win by a touchdown on the road. So though, so I'm just going to tease it down. Yeah, I'm I'm playing Houston here. You know, and when I started to put the game together, I started looking and Pete. I said this is a really good over, and then and then I thought the same thing. RJ just thought I'm I'm not going over with a, a sixth round NFL draft pick and Jay Luton. I I rate every quarterback out before the season, and I had him um, a below average uh, rookie rating. I've actually have him six points below average. Would you be? Would you go over points? if it was Minshew? Uh, yeah, I would go over if it was. Yeah, Minshew. I think he, I think Minshew stinks, and I, I think this kid's actually got a but, chance to do something in this game. But I, look, he yeah. the question becomes: he hasn't had many snaps with the with the first teamers. That's the problem right there. Yeah, that is a big problem. I, I just you know I didn't I didn't have him rated very highly. We'll see. Um, so I dropping, I had a, I had a, I have a, I have a seven point drop off from Minshew to Luton. Ooh, I wouldn't and, do that. And that's, and that's, that's gigantic. So that, that leaves me with Houston as a 14 point favorite in the game. It's my best bet of the weekend. Um, I think Deshaun Watson destroys the Jacksonville defense and Luton's going to turn it over. And, and, uh, I mean, it's hard to predict a defensive touchdown, but uh, I think Luton will turn it over a couple times though. And it'll set Houston up with good field position. That's entirely possible. I don't like the over. I understand the construct of the over and it could absolutely happen in garbage time. My concern would be that Houston, Houston has been hitting these overs because they've been down big and having to like throw to Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks and come back. And if they get a lead, I could absolutely see Romeo Cornell just blitzing Luton and forcing the Jaguars to try and throw and it just doesn't work out. That, that's the only reason I'd be scared of that, that under. I, Kenny, man. Two and one under the last two weeks. Two and one, Houston. Houston. And Jacksonville, too. Like, Jacksonville sucks. Jacksonville's terrible. They must just might not score. This could be 10-7 and a half. Jacksonville, three and two to the under. Three and two to the under last five weeks. They're, uh, they're def- it'll be like the Chargers game. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't have any interest in, uh, in By the way, just for FYI, Kenny, the people in Jacksonville I talked to, because I didn't get a chance to go up there and see him this year, but I heard he was whipping that ball around pretty darn good in the summer. Who Luton? Yeah, but you don't know how you know. Well, and you don't know how he's going to happen handle when he gets hit in the mouth. But he was good at Oregon State last year. I'm telling you, I gotta go. Guys. I don't They're think Minshew's get. I don't think Minshew's getting his job back. I hung up on CBS. 
Um, you know, one the one thing, Pete, that I that I do look at is Mike Glennon. I I had Mike Glennon rated only two points below Minshew, so I thought Glennon would be the quarterback. And I always like to say, I give the benefit of the doubt of the coaching staff that they know uh, who the guy is. But I I think I think they might be trying to see what they have instead yeah, they of are. being better they are. than Glennon. I gotta yeah. go, guys. All right, I'm gonna yell at somebody and uh... yeah, they well they always call early. They're ridiculous. If they see you on at 5.52, they blow you up. Like, can he, right. can he get to sit there for eight minutes? You know, he's on the podcast with us, guys. What are you doing? I tried to text Rob, uh, our buddy, the producer, and say, tell those mofos to stop calling Kenny. And I texted him and said, tell well, those. It, it autocorrected to moves. Well, the, the Kenny, there were two more games Kenny was involved in. Now we just got to go through his games. He's involved in a lot more, but I, I, I'm on the same side of him on both of these, so I can. Okay. I can All right. Uh, okay. Well, oh. Oh, this is a little head-to-head battle then. Two v two, the uh, Broncos Falcons game. Falcons minus three and a half over under fifty. Pete, uh, Kenny likes the Kenny. Kenny's on a lot of unders this week, and it's probably smart time. But you are not. No, I'm not. Not in this one. I, I just think. Look, Locke found something in the fourth quarter last week. I, I really like what I saw from him. And now you know I've been on him for a while. I've been expecting this. I like him as a quarterback. I think he's a gunslinger. He's going to get, he's going to eventually be a pretty good quarterback. And I think this Falcons defense, I know they've played better. I just don't believe in them yet. And on the other side, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones should be able to light this up. So I, I'm, I'm on the over. That's one of my best bets this week. I think this one gets in about 55. I think it's going to get in that range. Yeah. The under isn't a best bet for me. So, so, uh, but I'm going to, you know, go a little stronger on it to try to be a, on, uh, give, make Kenny's case for him. I think the line is too high though, but I don't want to back Denver coming off a miracle win. I mean, that could, they could have easily lost that game by 14, 17, whatever. And, uh, yeah. um, they could, they could be, uh, you know, I don't know that their momentum is going to carry over to this game. So, uh, I, uh, I think the line is too high, but I don't want to take Denver. So Denver's a good under team. I, they're four and three to the over this year, but the D is seventh in DVOA, sixth and third down percentage, third in red zone percentage. I mean, they're good at, at when they need to be good and their games are still just creeping over. Their offense hasn't been good. They're, you know, bottom four in, in those stats I just cited. Uh, Atlanta's offense is surprisingly sub far, subpar in DVOA as well, 23rd, struggling in the red zone. Uh, Calvin Ridley might not play. That would be a big loss for them when one of those guys misses the game. The offense is a little, you know, struggles a little more. So total is just too high for me in a game between two offenses. I have some questions about, so I would lean to the under there. I would uh, take the over here. I think the over is the play. I think this is a shootout. And I think uh, we're talking with our buddy, Nick about this for DFS, Drew Locke, Jerry, Judy, Julio Jones. That's, that's the start of a Millie maker. And we talked about this on the DFS podcast too. I think Drew Locke would be able to cut it loose. I don't buy that Falcons defense is fixed. I don't buy that they're, I don't buy that they're like better. And I, I mean, a little worried, you know, that I'm a little worried that it could end up starting slow and then you have to hope for garbage time. But I just think Atlanta will is willing to get in a shootout with a team that might be willing to throw downfield a little bit more with some of its weapons uh, in the fold. So I will take the over as well. Kenny is on the under Patriots minus seven and a half at the jets. The I'm over. a violator. I'm a violator. Never bad. take the Jets. I'm a violator. I'm, I'm, I'm being an idiot violator is what I'm doing. The tenant says, don't ever take the Jets. And here I am. I think they're going to hang around. You're taking, the, you're taking the winless ATS Jets. I am. I think they're going to hang around because I don't think the Patriots are very good. 
Uh, I think the Patriots, when you look at them as, as, a, as a whole, they're not very good, and they play a game that will allow you to hang around. And if you're going to give me that many points, I'm going to take it. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just, the, I just think the Jets will hang around. I don't think they're good, but I don't think the Patriots are good either, and you're going to give me that, po- that many points at home on a Monday night. I'm taking it. I'm glad you were brave enough to do it. I wanted to do it, but I couldn't do it with the Jets. Uh, if New England is an average team, you know, I have them at zero in my power rating, then the line's too low, but I don't really believe that zero. I think I'm just slower to to move it down and being a little too conservative with it because New England's 24th in DVOA on offense, 27th on defense. They might not even be average. They might be a below average team. So New Orleans off, uh, the New England offense has to run, but that's the Jets' defense's strength. They're 10th in DVOA on yards per rush. Um, the offense is last in every single category you can cite. They're, they're the Jacksonville Jaguars defensive offenses um, they scored 10 or less in five of their last six games but with Jets D great against the run this has to be an under game to me 42 and a half just seems like a lot for a game I'd expect to be under. I like the under too best like bets under, under in this one and Kenny's uh, best bet is under as well so then will you like the under yeah I'll always take the under in a patch too. put it put it and put it in the parlay Are yeah. sure Bears if Bears, Bears and under Jets no I got the Jets no, and Bears and Pats Jets under yes that's all we got you guys will have to find another one yeah, we'll figure something out. Yo, RJ, you could have been a violator. Come on, come on over. I, I, oh, I know what could be, uh, do you like the Seahawks Bills over? Do I? Yeah. Yeah. RJ? Uh, sure. Let's put that in there. Cause Kenny, that's one of Kenny's best bets. Okay. In fact, I mentioned it on the podcast show earlier. I said that was my favorite bet of the week is the over in the, in the Seahawks. Bill. All right. We'll put like, that Ooh. in. All right. So we'll do Seahawks Bills. Do you want to talk about that? Then we'll let you go, Pete. Uh, I uh, probably should be going right now. You know that call's coming in about two minutes. All right, that's fine. Right. Well, we'll take a break, and when we come back, RJ and I will- Violator! 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 I'm a violator! <laughs> Clip and save that one, d uh, All right, Pete. Thanks as always, buddy. See you, See later. you guys. <laughs> the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, The designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so Kenny had to bounce early because the maniacs, the moves at CBS uh, HQ called him to do the show. But uh, we can point out that he likes the over in the Seahawks-Bills game. And as we said before the break, that will be the third leg of our parlay. So we have Bears plus six. Seahawks-Bills over. It's 55 now. It was 51 when it opened. That was the wrong number. Uh, and then the under in the Patriots-Jets. So well, that maybe we'll have that parlay live on Monday night. I like the, the sound of that, uh, RJ. What do you think about this game in particular? Yeah, I think over's fine. Uh, my best bet's the Seahawks. They're 7-1-1 against the spread and 9-0 straight up in one PN game since 2018. 
is a spot. You don't have to worry about them traveling east. They're 13-72 against the spread versus the AFC since 2015. They don't mind playing teams that are unfamiliar to them. You know, they, they have a coaching edge with their staff there, and they have a quarterback edge against almost anyone. The only thing Seattle does poorly is defend the pass, but Jamal Adams coming back likely. He needs to return to practice. Carlos Dunlap will be available for the first time, so that should help. And can we trust Josh Allen? I mean, he slowed down considerably in his last four games after an insanely hot start that had people saying MVP for some reason. Uh, I think you can get two and a half at some point, so definitely look for that. But if all you can get is three, then uh, that'll be my best bet, Seattle minus three. I like the Seahawks minus three, too. Uh, so go ahead and add that, Debo, if you don't mind. Um, but I, but I, I like the over more. I think this over is an absolute slam dunk. And obviously, you'd rather have it at 51. If you'd listen to the Pick 6 podcast, YouTube exclusive week nine look ahead lines, you would have gotten it at 51 on the night it came out. It jumped up to a 53 and a half by the next morning. And it's basically been climbing ever since, although I'm sure there's been some market resistance at some point. Yeah, we got up to 55 and a half and then got bought back down to 55. Is that a key number? Am I? Yeah, 55 is a, uh, is one you don't want to land on. You get 28, 27 there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I just think that these two teams take shot, will take shots down the field and they won't defend it very well. And the weather's good. There's no expectation for, I mean, if, if wind pops up or something like that, I'll buy back. You know, you want to buy back potentially like, but it looks like it's going to be 68, sunny. You know, Russell isn't bothered by playing on the East coast. Chris Carson will be a little hampered. So I think they'll use a lot of DJ Dallas, which means they probably won't be particularly run heavy. And you know, the bills can't stop anybody. The bills defense is awful. And the Seahawks is worse. What's That's the thing that helps you out. If, if Buffalo does struggle on offense and I have you know questions about Josh Allen and, and with those upgrades that Seattle's make, at least Seattle can get you to 40 by themselves. So Right. And they're not afraid to do it either, you know, cause they don't trust their defense. So I think like I could easily see 40 to 21. And I, and that, that gets you the Seahawks and the over. And I, and I, and I, and I think that's another reason if you do take this, maybe take it with, do the Seahawks. So like if you do a unit on the over, you like that more, you know, do a half unit on the Seahawks. Cause I don't, I, I, I cannot foresee a situation where they don't do their part here. Yeah. It would, I mean, it seems to happen once a year, twice a year with even good offenses. They just have, you know, a bad game. So it's hard to predict those when they're coming, but I mean, that pass offense is just so, so tough to uh, defend. And Russell Wilson, you know, he's, he's going to get his in every game. Do you think DK Metcalf will see Tredavious White shadow coverage? I would think so. But, um, then, you know, you can go wild with Tyler Lockett. So. Well, that's I was going to say that we were talking about that on the DFS show is that like Lockett, just take all the props on Lockett, all the Lockett props, all the Russ props. I mean, you probably take all the Metcalf props too and all the dig, digs props. Like that's another way to attack this game too is because the, I mean, it's 55 points. That's a lot of points. Like 31 to 20 doesn't get you there. And that's, that's pretty, you know, 30, 21, whatever, you know, whatever the score would be. So you can attack it with the props if you want. Like if maybe they stall in the red zone, but they're going to throw the ball a ton. So I, I think go look at whatever Lockett and, and, uh, and particularly Lockett, but also Metcalf and, and maybe, uh, Stefan Diggs as well could, what kind of value they could present. Okay. So we have the parlay in. That's good. Raiders at the Chargers. Game's a pick em now. And the over under 52. And Kenny likes the over here. Kenny's talking about unders all day long. And he's got two overs, RJ. Uh, what do you think about this game? I would lean to the over too. Um, I would lean to Vegas as well. Uh, Chargers lost eight straight in the AFC West. They struggled at home and their last four have gone over. 
So, um, yeah, it just seems like everything kind of lines up for those two sides. Vegas is a good over team. They're ranking fifth in points per drive on offense and 31st on defense. That's a formula where you're going to see a lot of points. So my rating, it's slightly into Vegas, but Chargers are the healthier team. So it's just a stay away from me at pick. But it, this was one and a half Chargers, and now it's at pick. So you can, the market is telling you that the Raiders are probably the right side. Yeah, I would rather have the, I, I like the Raiders. Um, not quite a best bet, but I, I'm surprised that the Chargers love here. I think the Raiders are a better team. The Raiders are sort of undervalued. Like they were dogs going into Cleveland. I even know that was a weird game at the wind and all, but I mean, there's no reason to just fade the Raiders in that spot. And they try hard. John Gruden's doing a good job. The defense isn't particularly good. I would, I would lean towards the over here as well. I don't know if we want to add that in the parlay though. No, leave it out. Okay. Uh, Steelers minus 14. I know this one thing to note about this Raiders Chargers game. Joey Bosa is still in concussion protocol. Chargers defense hasn't been very good. I think they'll let Derek Carr throw, but. Uh, it's that, it's like Josh Jacobs time right now. I mean, he had 31 carries against the Browns. Like they are not afraid to lean on Josh Jacobs. I can see him having another, like he had a, a big game, but didn't actually score. I feel like he could actually have, there could be a breakout game coming at some point for him. And it might be this week. Yeah. That was a product of the win too. They yeah, weren't, sure. weren't going to throw the ball with Derek Carr, you know, in that game. Uh, so yeah, Jacobs gets 31 carries. You're not, you can't expect that going forward. Okay. Maybe not. Uh, Steelers minus 14 at the Cowboys. Over under 41 and a half. Kenny has this as a best bet for the under. You riding? Uh, I don't know what to think about this game. I think the Steelers can score 42 points. So I don't know that I love the under, but, uh, I can't play Pittsburgh as a 14 point favorite on the road. Perfect sleepy spot for them. You know, they have those games every year that they uh, should roll and then they win by three or they lose. And you're like, how did that happen? But I can't take whoever's starting at quarterback for Dallas versus the elite defense either. So I'm just staying away from it. Okay. I don't think you can take Dallas. I mean, it is just a stay away. And that under is too low. It is like it's, you could see Pittsburgh having a defensive score too. And like then, and then James Conner going nuts, Ben taking a couple of shots. But I agree. I mean, Dallas every year under Mike Tomlin, and Mike Tomlin's probably a Hall of Fame coach, but every year under Mike Tomlin, they go on the road as an eight, nine, 10 point favorite and just lay a complete egg. And wouldn't this be the spot? Like, nobody wants anything to do with the Cowboys. Wouldn't this be the spot? And Pittsburgh just got carved up by a great run in offense. You know Dallas is going to come to this game and just hand it to Zeke 40 times. So That's all you can do. Um, if, if Pittsburgh's defense struggles against the run again, I mean, Dallas could score 17, 13, 20, and make it a little bit closer than people think. Okay. All right. To the Giant, ugh, Giants at Washington, another – these NFC East games are just terrible. Uh, Washington minus two and a half over under 42. You and Kenny are in lockstep on a best bet here. Yeah, I'm going under 42. Seems like a high number for me. I'd make it, you know, maybe two or three points lower. Both teams are much better on defense where Washington ranks fourth in DVOA. Giants rank only 18, but we saw that they showed up against Tampa. They're round. It seems like they might be rounding into form a little bit. Both offenses, though, are in the bottom five of DVOA and the bottom three of points per drive. So strategy versus spread is to take the Giants if it gets the three, but, but uh, under is the better play for me. So that's why it's the best bet. Okay. Uh, I'll get, I'll get on board with that under. I mean, I'm not, I don't have it or anything, but I mean, like, I, I like the idea that this game could easily go under. I mean, this is a two teams that just don't score. And I, the one thing I might worry about is a Washington scoop score. Uh, Daniel uh, pick six, just how bad Daniel Jones has been. And he's going to get pressured a ton, but Jason Garrett has been pretty good in the division. 
even with the, like the Giants have been pretty good in the division somehow. So it's possible that we see him like the, I think they'll come in very conservative and try to run the ball with Wayne Gallman. It won't be very successful. Washington will be equally as conservative on the, on their side of the ball. And it feels like, you know, like, like six, three and a half. And you're feeling really good about the 42. Another 20 to 19 game. That's what the final was a few weeks ago between these teams. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that, that was with some explosion and scoring late. I think there was like what two, two touchdowns and a field goal in the, in the fourth quarter or something. Nothing I mean, worse. Track into like a 10 six type of game. What's nothing worse. You like sitting there with 10 six, like your feet up and all of a sudden, like it's like Scott Hansen's like, let's go to Washington. And you're like, Oh no, 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 do not go to Washington, Scott. Um, okay. Lions at Vikings is off the board. What's, I mean, Matthew Stavers on the COVID list. We don't know if he'll play or not. He, the reports out there were that he just had a close contact, not that he was actually tested positive. So that's important. He could probably get cleared in time for this game. I don't know what you do with it. Yeah, it was Vikings minus four before it came off the board. Super contest without knowing the Stafford news gave it out at Vikings minus five and a half. I think that's more hedging their bets. You would expect if Stafford was out, it would probably be above seven. Um, that's a lot for a Vikings team that hasn't looked good in a lot of portions of this year. Assuming Stafford plays, and I think he will, I would lean toward Detroit plus four. It feels like a field goal game between two even teams. So it'd probably be three points either way. You're getting an extra point there if you take the Lions. Okay. Uh, and I like the over, the pro, over prop for Dalvin Cook rushing yards in this game. I think they're going to just feed him. I think that's just going to be their plan for the next month is just let's see how let's we're we are two and five, right? Let's see how many games, let's see how many carries Dalvin Cook can take. See if we can just turn this into a run heavy offense and force teams to pass against us. I think the defense plays a little bit better. Uh, so I would lean over because I think they can score. I think both teams could probably score as well at will. Uh, if Stafford plays, if not, you just stay away from it. Uh, by the way, if you want to enter the pick six podcast parlay, you need to add two more teams to it, but you can win a thousand dollars. We did, we're hitting the parlay so much that they created a contest for us, uh, sponsored. Well, odds provided by William Hill Sportsbook. It's open from Tuesday through Sunday. You pick five teams against the spread and we give out a thousand dollars guaranteed every week. Go to cbssports.com slash parlay, cbssports.com slash parlay, and I will give out a five game parlay now. But I'm going to give out six games, and RJ's going to take one away that he hates. So let's start. Seahawks. Oh, I knew you won't take this one away. Seahawks minus three. Washington minus two and a half. I bet you're taking that one away. Panthers plus ten and a half. Broncos plus four, four and a half, whatever it is. Texans minus six and a half. And Cardinals minus four and a half. Yeah, I think four of those I really like. So it really boils down to Washington or Denver. Um, I was oh. worried about the Denver pick um, just because I don't know what I'm going to see with them, have that miracle cover. Um, so, yeah, Washington, if it was three, I would take them out at two and a half. I could see that happening. So I'll go ahead and take out Denver out of the, that group. But Denver's three and a half. Sorry, not four and a half. So there you go. That makes it even more of a reason to do it. Um, all right. So the the my five-game parlay is Seahawks, Washington, Panthers, Texans, and Cardinals. You go throw that, throw that in at cbssports.com slash parlay. Maybe you win yourself a thousand bucks. I can't do it because I'm an employee of CBS, but and I guess my, my parents can't do it or my brother can't do it, but you could do it. Podcast listener, fire away. So here's the recap from the show. The parlay is bears plus six jet. What is wrong with me today? Jets, Pats under Seahawks, Bills over. So those are our three picks in our pick six podcast parlay. Now, what are we? Seven of. At four of four of eight. He's hitting fifty percent of it on a parlay. It's pretty good. 
Pete's got the Chiefs, the Texans over. These are his best bets, of course. The Jets. I mean, that's he, this is a guy's on a heat check mission. The Cardinals, Broncos, Falcons over, and the Bears. Kenny has holy Moses, eleven best bets this week. Trying to catch I, up on the uh, the total because he has a lot because he I don't think he did anything in week one so he's a lot right. less than us. I mean, Kenny's got some unders too, so he's got two overs. Seahawks Bills over Raiders Chargers over like both of those. Saints at Bucks he's got the Saints plus four and a half has the Texans minus six and a half and that is a three star super master lock lead pipe lead Alaskan lead pipe lock of the week from Kenny. He he makes the Texans minus fourteen and a half in this game. He has the and now he has a bunch of he has literally seven unders. Broncos Falcons under, Dolphins Cardinals under forty eight, Ravens Colts under forty seven, Bears Titans under forty six and a half, Patriots Jets under forty two and a half, Steelers Cowboys under forty one and a half, and Giants Washington under forty two. Hugh Kenny, RJ's got a list of picks himself. Seahawks minus three, Panthers plus ten and a half, Bears plus six. Baltimore Indy under 47, New England, New York under 42 and a half, Giants, Washington under 42, and a tease with Houston minus a half a point in Indy plus eight and a half. I like that tease a lot. And now my picks. The Bills, Seahawks over, Seahawks minus three, Colts plus two and a half, Bucks minus four and a half, Panthers over 52. And I should mention too that I like the Panthers team total over at 21 and a, uh, 20 and a half. If you can find it, not 21 and a half, 20 and a half. It's three touchdowns from Teddy Bridgewater against a Chris, or Chris McCaffrey. That's a, against a Ted, you know, Chris Jonesless Chiefs team. Cardinals minus four and a half and Broncos Falcons over 49 and a half. That's a lot of picks this week. And, uh, we're up against each other on a few. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like we're going to have a 22 and two week again. No, well, that's what happened last week. We were up against each other in a bunch of stuff, and everything went rotten for me. Good for Pete. Good show, RJ. Good stuff as always. Uh, see you next week.